Hey everybody, welcome to the Local Service Podcast episode 21 and today we are going to talk about what I would do with a $1,500 budget per month. Uh, And the reason I want to have this podcast episode is because it's actually quite common, whether it's a new business or not, where people don't really know what to do with their money because there are so many options and so many different directions you can go and spend it, right? So... I was thinking about this the other day because, uh, you know, there's been many instances where current clients tell me that because they've done this stuff with us, they're getting all these new customers and they're very grateful and thankful that we've helped them out. But it's not really that. I want to discredit myself here a bit because the real win, right, the like we, Symphony Advertising, wouldn't exist if that business owner did not have the wherewithal. I don't know if that's the word. If they didn't have the, uh, if they didn't take the risk, whether again, if they've been in, in for a year, five years, 10 years, whether they didn't choose to use a marketing agency, whether that person decided to go down that route. So like, yes, we have some say or some credit into getting people more customers, but we, I mean, we kind of do, but but more credit goes to those business owners that choose, okay, I have $1,500 a month, where can I put it? I have $10,000 a month, where can I put it? I have $5,000 a month, where can I put it? So the budget is to each their own, right? And it's all relative. Like, there are people that we've worked with that, you know, $500 a month is a big deal. And then we have literally people spending $650 a day and it's just regular. It's not even, it's not even a big deal to them. Um, so that's relative. The budget part doesn't matter. Uh, so in this case, you could scale this budget. Um, but to, to wrap up that first thought, um, if you are a savvy business person, right? Let's say you've been in business for one year, business three years, five years, some length of time, at some point, if you're a savvy business owner, Testing, testing. If you're a savvy business owner, you're going to find out that the best ROI for putting money into a marketing channel and getting something back for local service-based businesses specifically, it's going to be digital. It's going to be their social media. It's going to be Google ads. It's going to be SEO. It's going to be something along those lines. If I had to put my, like, if I had to bet the house on it, I would always put Google ads first. For local service-based businesses, for reasons I've given in the past, which are, if it is need-based, okay, if it is, I have to solve this problem, Google Ads is your best bet. Perfect example, let's say you're, the wiring for your electricity breaks at your home, probably using the wrong terminology. You have to get that fixed because your, your, the power to your house isn't being turned on. Or if there's a leak in your roof and when it rains, your whole inside gets wet or um, you have very, very bad toothaches and it hurts like really bad. You're going to call somebody to get that solved. Or you've been in a car accident. You got to find a lawyer because it's not your fault. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to go online. You're going to Google something. You're going to find a solution for a service, okay? Specifically a service because if it's something like a nice to have, it's what I call it. There's need-based, right? I don't know why I'm writing everything down. There's need-based, meaning... It doesn't matter. Like they need somebody to help them out. You have to get that done. And then there's a nice to have. There's a nice to have angle or bucket. And a nice to have bucket is like, okay, I want a new, 
I want a new wardrobe. What, what wardrobe is out there? I want something. I want like a bought a jacket this weekend. You know, it's nice to have. I probably, I think I've gone my whole life without buying a jacket. Literally, I just have sweaters, and it's a nice to have. It's like, okay, where do I go get a jacket? I guess I'll go to the mall, but but I'm not going to Google to search for the jacket. I'm I'm either on social media or I'm on. Uh, I see some somebody wearing it somewhere, but I'm not going to put it on Google Ads. So I bet the house on Google Ads when it's service based, for the most part. You might find situations where that's not the case, but I think nine out of ten times it's going to be your best bet. <clears throat> and so, okay, so there's Google ads, there's social media. To wrap it up, a savvy business person is going to know that you're probably going to get your best bang for your buck here in the digital landscape. Things are trending that way. We might go full virtual AI and it just might be a bunch of robots communicating with each other and doing transactions while we're like, wait a minute, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Um, and so whether you've been in business for a year, three years, five years, 10 years, when people get started with marketing, it's like, okay, how do we go about doing this, okay? And so here's my little plan that if you're local, service-based. Again, I got to keep putting that caveat because if you if you try to do this and you're trying to sell the most, I don't know, the most courses for a class, this might not work, okay? I can't speak to that, but I can speak to local services. So let's say you have $1,500 a month, Okay. Here's how I would go about it. And I'm going to do two examples. The first example is for the new business owner that doesn't have anything. They are just getting started with the caveat of saying they know what they're doing. They've been in the business for five, five, 10 years, right? But they're deciding to do it on their own, okay? If you are a new business owner and you don't know that, you don't know, how, like you've never worked in that field, you're just like, I want to try that. Probably a different plan because <laughs> there's going to be more that you have to learn more ups and downs. There's going to be more, um, you know, experience. Like you need that experience in order to just jump into it. Uh, so for example, like me, like I was in it for eight, seven years. And then I was like, the whole time I was like, I could probably do this on my own. Like I, pr- I could probably, I could just probably do this on my own. And so then when I did it on my own, I was like, okay, I kind of get everything already. Versus having to learn from scratch. It's a big difference. Um, so I'm doing the, you're in business for five, 10 years. And then you're, uh, you're new to, you're starting your business, right? You have experience, but you want to start your business. And then the other person is someone who's been in business for 10 plus years and still wants to uh, start marketing. So the goal of this podcast is someone who wants to start marketing, but there's two personas. I think this is the right word. You have one person who is starting their business with nothing, no clients, no evidence. Let's call it evidence. There's no evidence that they do, they, do, they do a good job, right? Like for us, we have, if they say, hey, have you ever made websites before? We could send you a hundred websites we've done. Hey, do you guys know Google Ads? We could send them hundreds of thousands of dollars of ad spend that we've done in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, if they specifically ask, have you guys ever worked with local service-based businesses? Like we could just, we have evidence for that, right? And so for a new business, if they haven't been in business, uh, they don't have any evidence. So that that is how I would uh, kind of make the distinction between a business that is just starting off, no evidence, versus a business that's been in business, which has evidence. And so it'd be really cool if I had this on a like a whiteboard, right? Uh, and so the person who has evidence, it's a different context because you can you can work off of different. Uh, 
different experiences. So like you, the person who's been in his business might know that, hey, our best customers come from this part of town or our number one best selling services is this or we sell a lot of A, but we really want to get more into B. So those kind of uh, those those kind of conversations don't happen with a new business. Typically with a new business, it's going to be something like we just want people calling on the phone so that we can get the ball rolling so we can get traction. Sometimes a business will come in and say, hey, we only want the high end, high ticket items that that we make the most profit and the most money out of. We don't want all the smaller jobs Let's hit it. And because they're a new business, they don't understand that the higher ticket items are harder to get. They're less frequent and they cost more to get. So it's a different ball game. Like if you only have $500 a month, you're probably not good. You're not, you're probably not, it's probably not a good budget to get new customers for a high end ticket, high ticket item because it requires 1500 bucks a month. Let's just say, for example. So those are some differences with the new business and a business that's been in business that wants to start marketing. I don't know why I set up two scenarios for myself. I just made this, I just made this extremely difficult. Okay. So scenario one, if I was a new business, no evidence, the first thing I would do is I would get a website because a website is your home base digitally. Okay. This is, this is scaling it down or, or narrowing the lens to digital marketing because you do have the option of printing out flyers. You do have the options of going to get business cards, passing them out. You do have the option of going and buying a billboard. You do have the option of going and getting radio ads. You do have the options of setting up a partner relationship with vendors who have customers that could be your customers, right? Think about like an accountant firm. All of them work with small businesses. If I go to the accountant firm and say, hey, if you refer me work, I will give you a thousand bucks per uh, referral that you give me. That is another way of using that money. I could give the, the the money to influencers and say, hey, I want to go through a TikTok strategy and I want to get, I'll pay every influencer who gives a shout out 250 bucks. So my point is, <laughs> there's a lot of ways you can you can use the $1,500. I'm, I'm saying if I were to narrow it down to digital marketing, I would, I would, go, <laughs> I would go with the website because a website, that's your home base. A website, I think people including myself, by the way, we highly underestimate what a website means to the world. Um, A website is where people go to find out general information, where they find out who you are, what you do, where you're located, when you operate, what services you provide, how they can contact you. It's very like simple stuff, but it is without that information, it makes it really difficult for that potential customer to reach you. And so the reason I would build a website first is because you have to have that at one point or another. And I believe that it is a smarter idea just to get that done and move forward. Because a website, you probably don't have to update for three to five years, to be honest. You might have to edit like your pricing and maybe your, some of your services. Maybe update every every couple of years that you moved or, or whatever. But for the most part, a website for local service-based businesses, is not going to change too much. And if it is, that's probably an issue within itself. Um, so it probably isn't going to change too much. So like, in my opinion, you get that set up and you move on. Then you can focus on the marketing. So we actually call it a website phase, right? Four to six weeks. And then, or however long. And then you go into the marketing phase where you're bringing traffic to that website to book new customers. Uh, 
And with that being said, uh, the the reason I want the well, I would want the website is because you can get all the information you need, right? But before that, let me let me take a step back. <sighs> Let's say the website cost you six grand, right? Let's just say it does for because your business is flashy and you gotta you gotta have like a super nice website. Let's just say I don't believe that to be the case, but for this example, just hear me out. Let's say it's a $6,000 website, right? So you might say, okay, well, you only have $1,500 a month. How on earth are you going to get a $6,000 website done? And my point here is that you, or rather, in my experience, I have found, and I think this goes generally across all aspects of being alive, is that if you will take the approach of the long game, right? So having patience you will benefit faster in the long run. I got to write that down. You will be- you benefit faster in the long run. Because what ends up happening, if you want to play the fast, fast game, so if you want to benefit in the short term, you cut a lot of corners. And I'm not saying that you need the $6,000 website to get started. You could probably start with a Squarespace site that you pay $25 a month that you set up on your own. Good design. Very simple. You can do that. Okay. Many situations, but I'm giving you the best situation I can think of. Um, So when you're playing the slower game where you're like, okay, it might take me a year to get this launched off like the new business or the new marketing plan. And that's why people hire people like us because like... We get it done pretty quick. Uh, it's not going to take a year. Uh, but let's say this is the business specifically, not talking about me, or running advertising services. When you play the longer game, it's better to take the time to get it done right, to learn about it, learn about WordPress, learn about the plugins, learn how the booking system works, learn how call tracking works, learn how SEO set up, learn how people navigate through your site just learning like it takes time you're not you're not just going to figure it out if it was the business doing it um like 10 out of 10 times it's going to be beneficial in the long run because what ends up happening is we get band-aid solutions from the beginning so this happens quite often is it just happened today is people will set up websites and or and marketing campaigns and spend money with sites and campaigns that were built for speed and when you build them for speed because even even the good campaigns take time to figure out when you build them with speed it's the most it's the most it has the highest probability of wasting the most money so while you can get traffic to your site as fast as possible it's going to be the one that's wastes the most. And it's very easy to see if you know what you're looking at. So for example, if you start a Google ads campaign and you say, I don't care, I want to spend a hundred dollars a day. I want as many people to my website as possible that I built on this poorly designed site because I took two hours to build and screw it. That's good enough. Again, there's nothing wrong with like starting, but if you leave things the way they are, they will continue to be bad and they will make matters worse over time. Uh, but if you start it in, in in small increments, like every month you make it a little bit better, then of course it's going to work out. Um, 
But again, what I've seen is people will set up, businesses will set up these campaigns and these websites that they're just money-wasting machines for yourself and they're Google ads-making machines, right? Because Google ads, local service ads, any kind of ad platform, Facebook ads, even any kind of thing, like they will take your money. <laughs> like if you say, I have $100 that I want to spend per day, will you take it? Marketing channel? The marketing channels will be like, absolutely. They will not, they're not going to tell you no ever. Like why would they, why would they, it's, it's on the responsibility of the advertiser to make sure that campaign is good. It's, on, it's the responsibility of the web designer or the web developer or the web team or the web agency to make sure that that website is functioning correctly because the advertiser isn't going to be like, hey, we're not going to run these ads until your website's ready. No, they're going to spend it as soon as you push push go. Um, and so taking the approach that it's a long game. And what I'm getting at is, back to that $6,000 website example, I would have rather waited or or, or slowed down uh, expectations and said, okay, if it's going to take 6K to make this website, then it will do it in four months. We'll do it in four months. Like, there's no need to rush all this stuff if you're playing the long game, right? Because that way, by the fourth month, you have a very solid, strong, functionally designed, great performing, technically sound website. And you won't have to worry about it as much. It's like, it's done. We can move on to the marketing phase. And then you're good. So my point is, don't skip too many corners. Like, again, you can start things fast. Say you get a Wix site, costs you 30 bucks a month. I think they have like auto-generated sites. So you could say, hey, I'm in the landscaping business. You, you put that and it'll like generate the whole thing for you. But it's like you can tell it's not a, it's like a robot. Like the website feels like a robot. Uh, and so that is typically what happens. So Step one, whether it takes you a month, two months, three months, four months, five months, six months, a year, it's probably too slow. I would get a website if I had $1,500 a month. So one to three months, let's say that's probably uh, because like some of these uh, businesses, for example, the, the ones that have been in business with evidence for 10 plus years, like they're, they're going to spend a lot more on a website than someone who is getting started just because they have more information. They have more. They know their customers. So, for instance. For example, I'm all, all over the place today. If you came and said, hey, I am starting a landscaping business. I just want customers. That's all I could tell you. I have no idea. This I'm new to this. I understand the business because I did it for five years working somewhere else, but I want to do it my own. I'll take whatever. Scenario one. Scenario two, business has been in 10 years. They might come and say, okay, we primarily work with people in the northwest side of Houston. Primarily, while we do residential, our real bread and butter is with commercial and within the commercial landscape, we, the commercial realm, we also really do well with schools. So we would like to set up, this is called positioning and branding, we would like our website to reflect what we do, which is we highly, we focus on schools in the northwest part of Houston with landscaping and involves these services. And so there, you're not just building a site to say, hey, we do landscaping. There, you're building a site that's specifically positioned to help bring in more of that type of work. And you have more scenarios, right? You could say, we work with this school, this school, this school, this school, this school, this school. This is how we helped them. These are services we did. Here are pictures. Uh, so 
not always, but a lot of the times businesses that have been in business for a while, they'll have more. For example, like uh, there's a clinic we work with. They don't have a website, not really, right? But they sell stuff already. So they're not just a clinic. They're a clinic slash store. And so when we make their site, it's not just a come get services with us. It's a come get services with us or you can buy some of our products. And then it turns into like, well, if we could sell them online because they only sell out of their clinic, it, it turns into like, okay, well, we don't have to sell it online. We can actually sell it anywhere in the United States. And then it gets crazy because then you have to make decisions like, okay, do we want to target the United States? Because that's pretty it's pretty aggressive. Like we're going to have to have a very sound strategy. Why don't we start with Houston from Houston and go to Texas from Texas? You know what I mean? Um, and so that would be my first route. I'm going to run out of time. We're just going to call this what I would do the first one to three months. Second phase is depending on where you are, you should know this answer already. Once it's time, to, you're finished with the website. You're finished uh, getting that up and ready. Now it's time to start marketing. So let's say you have finishing hours a month. Where do you put it? And I have two scenarios. And I just got off the phone with a realtor. And this is why I'm making this episode. is because uh, she called and asked, hey, what do I do? Like, where do I, where do I focus? And it's interesting because I forget that you know, when you're in a world, like this is my world, I understand the world. I look at something, I'm like, this is what that person should do. Or I know that strategy doesn't work over there. Well, there, are, like I mentioned earlier, like it takes time to get to that solution. Like through trial and error, you will find out that X is good, Y is not good, Z might be okay as far as marketing trends go. And so um, there's two scenarios you can go when it comes to how you want to spend $1,500 a month on advertising if you're a local service business so one is google search i can't i can't stop saying that to people people will actually come and say hey we want to do facebook ads and i'll be like hey that's great let's do google search. let's do google ads first and if it doesn't work out we'll do facebook ads because in my experience for local service based business i can't I, I don't know how else to explain this someone has a problem imagine when you have a problem what do you do if you know somebody who can solve your problem, then you'll call that person. If you don't, most likely you're going to go to Google. Most likely. Sure, you might use Bing. But for the most part, I think 80% chance you'll go to Google and you'll look up. I have a problem. <laughs> Not that. You'll look up someone who can help me with this problem near me or business that can help me in Houston. I'm, I'm blanketing the, the terms, but... That's what you're going to do if you're a local service-based business. It might be the situation where you understand or we understand that that is the best place for that type of service, but it might be too competitive or there's not enough search volume or it is flooded with cheap. This sometimes happens where let's say you sell a $100 service, example, but everyone else is selling it for 20 and so you get buried within that. So like sometimes it, it's not the best place um, to go, but it is the first place I look at. So Google search. I will always like I almost won't take work on if it, if we don't try this first. So that's uh, scenario one within Google. This is like one point two. So that was Google searches one. And then one point two would be local service ads. And local service ads only pertain to a couple of industries. So like if you're in real estate, if you're a real estate agent, if you're an electrician, if you're a lawyer, if you're like certain kinds of doctors, if you're a carpenter, if you're a certain kind of, it's like home services type. Um, 
where a face is involved, like you're working with somebody specifically, uh, those are really good because it's set up different. I'm not going to get down into how it how it's different structure wise as far as pricing goes, but a lot of times Google ads might be too competitive. Like there's too many big players in the area and local service ads is a good way to get a mix of both worlds where you're still in search, but it's a different way. So anytime you see Google guaranteed on a, on an ad, that is what a local service ads is. Local service ads is. And so this applies again to certain industries, but that would be like, if you can't do Google search, do local service ads or it might be the case that you're better off doing local service ads versus Google search. But honestly, the best scenario, if you have the budget for, which you can, with 1500 you can, you could do 750 on search and 750 on uh, local service ads. So very simple strategy. <laughs> uh, go Google search or local service ads or both. Play around there for the following 10 years. It's pretty sure it's going to be there. It's not going to change too much. Maybe not 10 for the year, we'll, we'll readjust our our uh, knowledge on how it's performing. But for the most part, that's where I would say, if you have 1500 bucks, use it there. What's that? 11,000 something uh, for the year. Okay. And then the other option, which is, I mean, everybody's familiar with, is social media. And social media is good. For local service-based businesses, it's a little bit, in my opinion, it's more of the second channel. It's the second wave of marketing. So if you have your Google search and Google ads running well and you're ready to add on an additional channel, I would add Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, stuff like that. But, and this is okay, but it's not, it's more of a retargeting tool in my opinion. It's more of an awareness tool. So you'll keep people top of mind. So if you are a landscaper and you keep up coming up on in the Houston area for la- cool landscaping jobs you did, then at some point, maybe one of those schools, you know, someone that an admin that works at that school will keep seeing these posts and say, you know what? I don't like my lawn guy or lawn, our lawn contract people. Let's try these guys out. Like it's a different situation. It's a different scenario. But I would say this is a very good spot to be. Obviously, like that is what the last. I don't know, six years have been anyways. Um, and I would. I would try that out. But that, that in a nutshell, is my plan. Build a website, do Google search or local service ads. If those are just not in your realm, do social media uh, with any of these. The cool thing is that all these actually work. Like they they work. Everything works if, I heard this the other day, it uh, there's like studies done on diets and like which ones are good for weight loss specifically, not like being in a high endurance athlete or become the strongest or retain the most muscle for specifically weight loss. And it was like, which one out of these 10 is the most effective uh, without the parameter or the variety of like if you have some kind of disease or if you're allergic to stuff, just if everybody was the same. And the answer was out of those 10 diets, they all pretty much work. The only thing that mattered was being consistent. As long as you were consistent with any one of those diets, you would lose weight. And so the same applies to this stuff. Like they work, they work, they flat out work. It's not like any, nothing special about it. It's not magic. It's just taking the time to learn them, adjust them so that they, they actually work and 
continuing the improvement of that process. That's it. It's not, it's not that crazy. Uh, and so that is what I would do with $1,500 a month. If I was a business, uh, episode 21, thanks for tuning in and, uh, yeah, catch you guys on the next one.